you so much, worship team. Guys, y'all did a phenomenal job leading us into the presence of the Lord. Mr. Aaron, don't come at me talking about you hadn't sang in a long time, bro. You brought the worship today. I love it. I love our worship team, man. I love their heart, their dedication. These guys are practicing when nobody else is here. They're up here. Media team, the same way, man. They, they work hard to, uh, to operate at a level of excellence to lead us into the house or into the presence of God. How, how are we doing today? Doing good? Y'all look good. I know I say that a lot, but y'all are a good-looking bunch of people. You really are. So, humble, too, I see. Humble and good-looking. Humble and good-looking. <laughs> hey, if you're a guest here today, my name is Josh. I'm so glad that you're here with us. I am lead pastor here at Eastgate Church, which means I'm lead servant here. Um, and that's the example that Jesus set. If you're leading, you lead from a servant's heart and a servant's position. And so glad that you're here. Um, if make yourself at home. We always say once you walk through those doors, you're not a guest anymore. You're family. And that's the way that it should be. So we're hoping that you feel that way today. I've got a word to share with you, and I hope you guys are ready. Um, before I get into it, though, I want to give a big welcome to everyone who's joining us online. Thank you guys so much for tuning in during the service today. Can we give a big welcome to everyone joining us? So, so glad that y'all are with us. We've got people that will see this from all over the country and literally all over the world, um, Southern Africa to Pakistan to, I mean, you name it. We're 60, 60 some odd different countries, and I think, uh, I think we're in the upper 40s on the states we're reaching the U.S., so praise God for what he's doing. Um, also, while we're meeting right now, uh, previous messages are going out on the Radio Condry Network all across West Atlanta, uh, the Macon area, the Savannah area, and more to come. So praise God for the reach that he's given us as a church. Uh, we don't take it lightly. Are y'all awake today? Y'all yeah. yeah. caffeinated? Yeah. Let me ask you a better question. Are you full of the Holy Spirit today? Yeah. And I hope, I hope y'all came ready. A uh, big thank you to Keith Fountain for bringing the word last Sunday. Man, he did a great job. Great job bringing the word for sure as we're getting into this new year. I know a lot of people, some people do New Year's resolutions and some people don't. I've done it both ways. There's some years I'm like, I'm changing everything about my life, you know? And then there's other years that I'll walk in and I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> like really, I, I'm going to set these goals and then life is going to happen and beat me up and, and I'm going to have to adjust stuff and call audibles and and all, you ever had a, a year like that? You know what I mean? I know some of y'all for 2023, you had that kind of year. And, and I know there's nothing really special about one day to the next. The ending of 2023 running into the beginning of 2024 it was just another day. But there's something significant, I think, about the beginning of new seasons. And I'll say that again. There's something significant about the beginning of new seasons. And... There's a lot of natural momentum around the beginning of the year to kind of recalibrate, readjust, and as a church, we, we do that. And it's become normal for us as a church, uh, especially the last couple of years, um, to, to sit down and figure out what our goals are personally, how we want to grow in the Lord. And then um, as we're figuring those things out and what the Lord would have us do, you know, during the year, we 
complement that with 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church, which will begin next week, just because we want to make sure we're sitting before the Lord and, and hearing from Him personally for what He would have us to do, and especially as a leadership team here at the church, to take time and hear from the Lord on what He would have us to do. A good idea is a good idea, but I would rather do God's will than a good idea any day of the week, you know? And we're coming off of, I don't know this might seem braggadocious, but look, I feel like we should celebrate when it's time to celebrate. We're coming off a phenomenal year of ministry in 2023 because we took time to wait in the presence of God, listen to Him, and then do what He said. And I believe 2024 as a church is going to be even better than 2023 as we all step into who God's calling us to be and what God is calling us to do. Amen? So y'all with me on that? So, so there's a lot, there's a lot, um, a lot that's going to be happening here at the church. My goodness, I'm, I'm so excited about that. If you've got your Bibles, go to the book of Colossians, chapter 1. If, if you wanted to pick a block of Scripture to try to lay your life out as a pattern following, this, this would be one for sure. There's a lot of good candidates, but this is one of my favorites. If I could hit this, I think, as, as a person of God, I think that I'm doing really well in life. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, it says, So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Those are some good goals. Let me break that down. Uh, we're not going to camp out on that. It's too long today, but just listen to that. So we live a life worthy of the Lord. Uh, that's a big one, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to please him in every way. That's a huge one. Yeah. Um, bearing fruit in every good work. Yeah. Come on. I can get with that. And then growing in the knowledge of God. If you want a recipe for spiritual success, let that scripture bear fruit in your life. Man, that's, and that's what I want, not just for our church, not just for you, but for me. This year, I want to get as close to God as I have ever been in my life. This year, I want to operate in a realm of the miraculous like I never have in my life. Everything I do, I want it saturated in the anointing, power, and presence of the Lord. I refuse to waste my life being average when Jesus died to provide for me to be so much more in him. How about you? How about you? We're about 50-50. Some of y'all, y'all are a little more awake over here, so I'm going to come over here. All right. Listen, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, and it's not like previous years I haven't uh, gone all in, and I haven't given the Lord my best, but I just got something on me going, is there anybody else that feels it? Anybody, you got something just a little extra on you this year? You've got, you've got goals that you didn't realize last year that you want to see come to pass this year, that there's a calling on your life that is not yet fulfilled to the level of God's burning it in your heart, that you, you feel like that there is more for you to accomplish, that there's more for you to do, that there's more lives to be impacted and changed, that there's more for you to pour into your children and your grandchildren, that there's still too many people at work that don't know Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? You, you just feel like there is more on you this year. Is anybody... Anybody feeling that today? Now, maybe not all of us, but I'm telling you, 
I want to see something powerful happen in this next year. Not because it's the beginning of the year and this is what you're supposed to do if you're a pastor in a church. Woo! 2024 is going to be the best year ever. It's going to be amazing. All those preachers were shouting that in 2020. Global pandemic. And then 6,000 churches a month were shutting down because of it. Best year at... Did you really hear from God? This is how I know that this is going to be the best year. And it has nothing to do with what happens outside the walls of this building. It has nothing to do with it. I know it's going to be the best year. Because this year I have decided to grow like I never have before. See, I can't control what happens out there. I can control how I respond to it. And I can control how I am growing. So if the storms want to come, if that's God's will, let the storms come. Because I know what the Bible says in James, that when we go through it, he takes what we're going through and works it together, not just for our good, but he takes it to teach us and train us and to build perseverance in us so that we can become mature and complete, not lacking anything. So even on the rainy days, I'm going to have a shout in my heart because God's going to use the bad stuff to grow me into who he wants me to be. You know what I'm saying? So I could care less what happens. I know what I'm going to choose to do. Anybody else in here, you say, you know what? No matter what life throws at me this year, I am going to grow as a person of God, and I am going to grow closer to God. Anybody else? Man, if we do that, if we do that, we're unshakable. We're absolutely unshakable. And, and I get it. I, in, in, in previous years, I've, I've had plans, and I think there's a difference between, like, wishful thinking and having a real plan, you know? I think this year, for some of us, not all of us, for some of us, this is going to be the year that we move from, uh, we, we move from, I wish, to, I have a plan. You know what I mean? So, we move from, I wish this would happen. I wish, I wish this year I could make more money. Well, I, what's your plan on that? Well, I wish this year that I could put more money in. Well, what's your plan on that? I wish this year I could overcome this addiction in my life. Well, what's the plan on that? Wishful thinking is good for motivation, but it sucks for execution. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, so so you've got to make sure that you have a plan. you got to have a plan. I want to move this year from more wishful thinking to having a solid plan. Yeah. Now the old saying, anybody that's taken a shower has had an idea. Yeah, right. No, I mean, it's it's wishful thinking, I've had an idea, and then something changes between the shower, the bedroom, to the living room, and pff, it's gone. It's gone, you know? I don't want that to happen, because as long as it's up here Amen. and not out here, Man, there's a disconnect. Got to get it to where it's a working plan. Y'all with me? So look at Proverbs chapter 21. That's what we're going to talk about today. Um, having a, a solid plan for growth in different areas of your life. Today is going to be incredibly practical. Um, it's going to be nuts and bolts. But if we'll do this, I'm telling you, We'll walk out of here set up for success. Instead of just wishing things would be different, we'll walk out of here with a game plan to make things different, or at least the beginning of a game plan to make things different in our lives. 
Um, so Proverbs chapter 21 reads like this in verse 5. It says, good planning and hard work. Oh, somebody say hard work. It's not just enough to have something on paper. You've got to have discipline to show up and make it happen. Hard work. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a plan. Now, this is something that I know. I know this. Anything that's healthy is going to grow. Anything that grows is going to change. So get ready with all this growth that we're talking about for change to begin to take place in your life. Change seldom looks enticing on the front end of it. Because many times change when associated with growth takes us out of this thing called a comfort zone and puts us into something called the growth zone. You know the difference between the two? It's huge. This is what I know. Growing people, though, they do consistently what others do occasionally. Yeah. They do consistently what other people do occasionally. Growing people most often have a plan for that growth. Yeah. I'll say it again. Growing people most often have a plan for that growth so that they do it consistently and not occasionally. Now the problem with change, we just talked for a little bit, I'll share like my, my problem with trying to grow and trying to change is that often I'm guilty of trying to do too much at one time. You know what I mean? Like I, I wanna change everything. I wanna change everything. So, you know, like last year for me, like one of my big goals, one of my big things is Pat, I, I wanted to, I wanted to lose some weight, I wanted to get in better shape, and straight out, straight out the gate, I said, I'm gonna hit this because, man, I'm just wired type A, let's just go, let's go climb the mountain, let's crush the opposing army, let's get this done kind of thing, and so I'm like, I'm gonna change my diet, I'm gonna start working out, and I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start doing all of these things all the same week, and I'm gonna work out like I used to when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, y'all made that mistake. <laughs> you forgot, because it's been about 20 years since you started lifting, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, it, it, it works different now. You got to have a different strategy once you get past a certain age, for sure. And so, I'm not going to change everything. Changing your diet is radical enough. Changing your diet and trying to hit the gym like you're 25 and just, blah, 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 or 18, and just blah, pound this stuff out and stuff starts exploding and your elbow goes flying over there, you know, and now your knee's out of joint, you're pulling hamstrings, limping around, trying to figure out what's going on with life. I just, he get jumped and he get beat up. No, he just went to the gym for two hours. You know, it's just, so I tried to do too much at one time. You know, I was like, I'm gonna, some of us were like, man, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pray for four hours a day. We're gonna have family time this year. <clears throat> I'm gonna change the way I eat. We're not watching TV till July, you know. We are, we're, we're, I'm, I'm just, you know, social media is the devil now. I'm never getting on that, you know. And now we're going to be working out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve in 18 different ministries in the church, you know. And we just don't realize it's too much too soon. And it's hard to be consistent when you're trying to do everything. 
So, so here's a word of wisdom to you, and this is what, what I'm doing. This is what I started doing during the course of last year. It's just watch this. Just take a step. Just take a step. All right? I'm closer to this side of the stage now than I was before I took a step, right? Okay. I'm heading in the right direction. Now, if I can take one step, I can take another. Know what I mean? So if you got spiritual goals, spiritual goals, I want to get closer to Jesus. Okay, well, step one, let's let step one be, I'm going to be at church every Sunday possible. All right? Step one. All right? Maybe not church every Sunday, praying and fasting, reading the Bible for eight hours a day. I'm going to serve in 20 different ministries. Slow it down. Let's, let's get it one step at a time. Why? Because we're thinking about the whole year, not just the next two weeks. Know what I mean? So growth is a process in a se one season after the next after the next. So it's got to be something that can be sustainable. It's got to be sustainable. As a church, what we do has to be sustainable. Okay? There's, there's only so many people serving in any given church, so you have to be wise, one, with the finances that you have, and two, with the people serving, because if not, you'll get so aggressive that in wanting to do everything, you destroy the people and burn them out because what you're doing is not sustainable. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to be wise in everything. It has to be sustainable. It has to be sustainable. Um, consistency. Everyone say consistency. consistency. That, that's the word right there. It's, it's being able to get up the next day when you're sore from the previous day and take that next step. Yeah. Got to be consistent, consistent, consistent. Consistency is the battle. So if you want to be consistent, listen to me. Don't do too much at once. Eat the elephant one bite at a time. Do it one step at a time. Okay, is there freedom in here now? Yeah. Freedom, yeah. Like for me, like I want to do everything, and that's part of how I'm wired, you know. I don't want to waste any hours in any day, but you got to be able to pace this stuff out. you got to be able to pace it out and take small steps. Um, it's not enough to be consistent. Like the plan is not enough to have. You've got to make sure that you've got the right plan, too. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? See, to move from intentionality to a legitimate working plan. Because if you ever put something down on paper and you knew as soon as you were writing it, there ain't no way. Yeah. There's no way this is going to... You know what I'm saying? Like, the intention's there, but reality is this isn't going to happen. So let's say tomorrow um, somebody comes up to the church, knocks on the front door, and I go answer it. And there's a guy standing there, never seen before. And he says, Pastor Josh, you don't know me. I drove all the way over here from the other side of Atlanta. The Lord told me to give this church $10 million. So here you go. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. After I got up off the floor and, and, and woke back up, I'd be like, okay, cool. We take that check. And he says, here's what I want you to do. $10 million, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to contact everyone in your church that you possibly can, and I want to send your church on a vacation together. Okay? Because you don't get the $10 million if y'all don't take the vacation together. 
I'm about to start making some phone calls. Y'all are going to hear from Josh real quick. I'm going to call Pastor Jeremy. Hey, you're not going to guess what's happened, man. This is amazing. Get ready to make some phone calls. We're going to call everybody. It's going to be great. He goes, this is what you're going to do. You're going to take everybody, and you have to do a road trip. You have to go to Montana, and you have to hit all the national parks there, including Glacier. Have y'all ever been to Glacier National Park? Oh, my gosh. So you got to go to Glacier National Park, and y'all are going to spend three weeks as a church hanging out, having fun, all expenses paid, I'm not going to let y'all touch the $10 million that I'm giving you. I'm going to fund the vacation separately. And I know what some of y'all are thinking. I don't know that I could take off work for that long without losing my job. Don't worry. We got $10 million. We'll float you for six months till you find a new job. <clears throat> we'll figure it out. So let your mind be free. So we call up all these tour buses, line them up in front of the church, we hop in these buses that are pimped out. Everybody has their own section. You're not rubbing elbows with anybody unless you want to. You've got your own compartment with your own 40-something, let's say 48-inch TV. All right? You can watch any movie you want to, as long as it's pleasing to the Lord, because you've got to say that because you're in church. You can have anything to eat that you want to. So if you want to eat steak every 30 minutes of this trip, you can eat steak every 30 minutes of the trip. You can have the meat sweats before we get to Tennessee. All right, you can just set up. All expenses paid, anything you want, it's there. There's a... So we all, we're all vacation. It's, and he says, we're going to give everybody $5,000 a piece to spend on the three-week vacation. This All expenses paid for, but you want to buy something that's just you? Okay, here, you want it? Here's five grand to go get whatever you want. And you'll love this, parents. We're bringing people along to watch the kids on this trip, so you can do what you want to do, and I have to worry about the kids tearing down the place. It'd be amazing. So we all load up. We lost Pastor Jeremy over there. So we, we all load up in the tour buses. We hit the road. We got the music blasting. People are watching movies. Doug Gardner's already eating steak. Man, we're just having a good time. We go down I-20, and we hit 75, and we go south. How long is it going to take us to get to Montana going south on 75? That's going to be a long, wet drive. We're going to have to circle around. There's a big ocean in the way, right? It's the wrong direction. I said all that to say this. You've got to make sure that you have the right plan. Without the right plan, you can't be consistent in heading where you're going intentions won't get you anywhere you've got to make sure that you're going north if you want to hit montana yeah. that makes sense yeah. so it's the right process not the right goal that will produce growth and change in your life it's the right process and for a lot of us <clears throat> the hurdle has been that we don't have a good process for accomplishing the goals that we feel like God is birthing. In. And I don't know about you, but man, if God's putting something on my heart, I don't want to miss out on it. And I don't want to be the pastor that says, let's go take new ground, and then we're not equipping the people in the church to be able to do it in your personal lives and in your families and then corporately in our ministries. 
So what I want to do is give you something practical today and give you a, a bit of a growth plan to just get the ball rolling um, in your own life. And this is just going to be practical. It's okay if we get practical, yeah? yeah. All right. So this is what I'm going to do. Ushers, if you will. Um, you've got these cards in the back. Let's take as quickly as you can, hand out these cards to everyone that's here. And as they're handing these things out to you, I'm going to put a photo up on the screen so you can see what you're about to get. <clears throat> so this is a pretty vanilla, pretty basic growth plan. And it's got four categories or four areas um, for you to put things down in. doesn't mean that you have to use all four of them. In fact, I would recommend if you're just starting to do this thing that you just pick something, just one thing, one thing, and begin to work on this. So I'm going to walk you through this. Just, just so you know, I'll tell you this. All right, I do this. I do this personally for my life. I operate on what I call a 90-day goal or growth plan calendar. Um, every 90 days, I sit down, I reevaluate where I'm at on X, Y, and Z, and I figure out what those next steps need to be to get me from where I am to where I need to be. Every 90 days, we do this as a leadership team here at the church. Uh, directional teams probably just laughing to themselves and, and rolling their eyes. So we always come back with our ministries to 90-day goals, 90-day go growth plans. Um, why? Because an entire year to me seems unsustainable. So if you break it up into bite-sized pieces that you can always come back to, even if you struggle a little bit on the first quarter, the second quarter of the year, you can tighten things up a little bit now that you've got some reps under the belt and, and continue to improve. Again, it's about taking small, consistent steps, not wanting to change everything in your life all at once. All right? Um, now I know some of you, you, you're like, man, this was really good preaching until you started breaking out the card stuff and we had to write some stuff down, you know? And, and I get it. I get it. I don't want you to walk out of here, though, with just another Sunday of let's let this year be the best year ever. You know what I mean? I want to walk you through a good way to make sure you're headed in that right direction. Does that sound good to everyone? If it doesn't, I really don't care because it's what we're doing today. So you're stuck here. Um, stuck here, so surprise. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing. So growth plan. All right, so on this card, you're going to see a few things. You'll see uh, a spot for you to write a role. You'll see a spot for you to write a goal, a plan, and then a team. So a roll, a goal, a plan, and a team. By the way, does everybody have a pen? If you don't have a pen, put your hand up in there. We'll make sure everybody, all right, we got some, people need some pens. Ushers, can we hook some people up with some pens? If you will, keep your, keep your hand up so that they can get you this. And, and, and before we jump into this, because we're going to walk through this practically together real quickly, I, I'd encourage you while they're bringing pens, listen, don't be that person. You know what I mean? Don't be that person that just sits with your arms crossed and just says, okay, whatever, I'll let all these people do this. Don't be that person. Participate in this. You know what I mean? So we've got, we need another pen over here for this gentleman. Um, anybody else need a pen that does not have a pen? Anyone else need a pen? We need, we've got a couple up front here. Keep the hand up in the air so they can see you. There we go right here. 
There we go. We got pens being shared. I love it. All right. Everyone got a pen now? Love this. If you're watching online, look, don't feel like you have to disconnect from this. Um, you can grab a piece of paper and write down these categories and begin to write stuff in. We'll make this available online later so you can just download it and then work out the cards that we're doing here today. I don't want you to feel like you have to be disconnected from this. So dial in with us and just follow through and, and just write this stuff down as we go. It'll be beneficial for you, I guarantee you. So, so here's what, what you're going to do. This is what I do. Sit down and think about well, you're already sitting, so just think about, begin to think about one area of your life you want to grow in this year. Just one. Just one. Like for me, um, I did, we'll show you this next photo. I did four areas for me personally. Um, I wanted to grow, like in my personal role, I wanted to grow with my family. I wanted to grow as a leader, and I wanted to grow as a man of God. Now, just dial in on the roles, because I know the rest of this card is going to get confusing for you, but if you had to pick one or a handful of areas in your life you wanted to grow in this year, and it could be financially, it could be in your marriage, it could be relationship with children, it could be, you know. It, so what area do you want to grow in in your life this year. Take a second and just write that down. We'll define one or two. Probably for today's purposes, I just pick one. And over the next week or two, as you're praying, <clears throat> maybe it's a good opportunity to fill in the rest of these as the Lord lays them on your heart. So what I did was this. I broke down into four areas. So personal, we'll put that up there. Um, for me personally, if you'll put that photo up there, please. There we go. So personal. In my personal life, this is for me. Um, my goal is to continue losing weight. I think I've been doing a pretty good job. What do y'all think? I'm getting there, right? So, so my goal is to continue losing weight for me personally. Now I've got to come up with a plan to make that happen. So my plan, because listen, a goal without a plan isn't going to do you any good at all. It's not going to do me any good at all. And it's got to be something that I can be consistent in. So my plan is to walk four days per week and to do planking and weights for three days a week. Now with what I've done last year going into this year, I can do all that now. Beginning of last year, I couldn't because I was so sore. I could not bend over. I, I couldn't do anything. But, but I, that's my plan to start personally for me. I'm going to continue losing weight this year for the next 90 days. That's my goal. And I'm going to walk four days a week planking, and I'm going to be doing the weights. Now, here's, I'll show you some other goals. This is my growth plan. So, uh, so not just personal, but with family. Family is a big thing for me, and so for the next 90 days, I want to make sure that I'm focusing um, on some family stuff. And my big goal is to protect time with Kelly. Amen. I mean, protecting time with Kelly and the kids. As it usually happens when we come out of the fall of the previous year in the Christmas season, and we just run hard as a church. 
during those seasons to reach people for Jesus. And, and, and so we should because that's a great harvest time to reach people. And so we're so busy doing practices and rehearsals and meetings and this, that, and the other, and then the weekly ministry that's always there. Uh, man, we, we run pretty hard, and sometimes we don't get to spend as much time together as we would like to with the kids or with each other. And so for me, especially the next 90 days, I'm going to make sure that that's absolutely, not that it's never a priority, but that I'm giving it special priority so that we can just make sure that our kids know, hey, there's busy seasons, but you guys are more important, you know, because I'm, I'm a husband and a father before I'm a pastor all day long. So the way that we're going to do that is, number one, date night. I like date night. That's fun. Um, that's more of a battle than, I don't know how that works in your lives. Um, having a date night once a week, man, that, that becomes a battle sometimes with schedules. Um, the other thing is to make sure that, for me, that I've got my phone off during family time. Because, look, I love people. I love ministering to people. Sometimes one phone call can be an hour to two hours just helping people walk through stuff. And if I'm there with my family, I have to make a conscious decision. Okay, I'm always called to do this, but right now I'm with my family and they come first, so my phone goes off. So there's no, no distractions, you know what I mean? So it gets turned off. Um, so that's family. Maybe you've got something similar. I'm showing you these things to give you some ideas. Um, the third category that I want to grow in over these first 90 days is as a leader as a leader, um, and, and my goal, and this sounds kind of lofty, but I just, I want to become a level five leader. I want to be the best leader and pastor that I can possibly be to serve Jesus, and, and, and that's my sole motivation right there. Um, so, so here's, this is a bigger one for me. Uh, so my plan to become a better leader this year is, number one, I'm going back to school. Whew, that's, that's scary. I'd almost rather start training for a marathon, I think, than, than going back to school. But I'm going to go back to school and just up the ante on different levels of, of education and training and development. I, I'm, a, I'm a very accomplished reader, I will tell you that. But, um, but getting accredited education is, is a different thing. So going back to school to uh, increase that so that I can grow myself there. And then continuing to do two podcasts a week, leadership podcasts per week. Um, to make sure that I am giving myself a lot of information so I can continually be challenged to grow as a leader. So that's the role. The goal is to become a level five leader, but I've got to have a plan. Without the plan, it doesn't work. And this last, uh, last area for me, um, I, I just say being a man of God. You can say just growing in your walk with God, getting closer to God, whatever you want to call it, but just me. My role as a man of God, the goal is to become closer to God than ever. Amen. I want that to happen. So here's some things that I'm going to do. Um, number one, my plan is to listen to messages when I'm walking. So if I'm out walking uh, probably four days a week, all right, then that's four sermons, that's four messages that I'm going to be listening to from different preachers, different teachers, different whatever uh, during the week. Um, that does not replace personal Bible study. I will say that. Uh, you got to have uh, Bible time on your own. So what I'm also going to do is adjust my schedule, especially for the next 90 days, to add three more hours per week in prayer Amen. and in study of the Word. Here's where the change stuff comes into play. 
if I'm going to add three hours of study time and prayer time to the week, what has to happen to my time during the week? You understand? I've got to reallocate it. That means something's got to go away so that I can create room for this to happen. The problem with a lot of us is we like to think about changing things and create plans to change things and throw it on top of the life that we're already accustomed to and the schedule that we like to keep. But if you want to see something different happen in your life, you have to do something different. Okay, Doing what you've always done will produce what you've always got. You have to do something different. So schedules will change. Things will be given up. Um, I'll be watching less movies. I'll be on social media a little bit less. You know, I'll be doing less, less, less so I can create windows to do this. And I know this is pretty common sense, but I just want to make sure that I'm walking you through this so you can, one, know that this is what I'm doing in my personal life. I never ask anyone to do something that I'm not already doing myself or willing to do myself. That's just how leadership should work. Um, I want you to know that I'm serious about growth. This isn't just a beginning of the year thing. I do this all the time, and the leaders can tell you because to, <laughs> to, to their frustration, sometimes we always come back to let's do new 90-day goals and see how we can improve. So having the role established, having the goal established, and putting together the plan on how it's going to happen is important. How many of you would say, Pastor Josh, I got that part? Got it? So let me give you... Let me give you the secret sauce to this whole thing, okay? Uh, it's called a growth team. You've got to have a growth team because a growth team will give you accountability and motivation. Raise your hand if you wake up every day of the week ready to crush every goal that you have and conquer the world. There's a couple of you. Hey, I need to hang out with you. Teach me how you do that because there's some days I wake up and all I want to do is just roll back over and pretend like I don't have responsibilities. Yeah, you know what I mean? There's some days where I'm like, man, I tell you what, it just, it wouldn't hurt anything if I just did three days a week instead of four days a week walking. You know, it, it, it wouldn't hurt anything if I just, you know. So having a growth team alongside you to bring accountability you know, old school, we called it accountability partners. Uh, but you've got to be careful who you pick there um, because asking people that you're comfortable with to hold you accountable on areas that you're trying to change in, that's a bad recipe because most people you're comfortable with will give permission to your complacency. They won't call you out on that. You need somebody that's going to call you out on that. All right, and so I have a growth team, and, and I would suggest that as, as you go through this, that you put together a growth team of people that you're not incredibly close to, but you trust enough to call you out on stuff if you need it, okay? Or even friends that you have that, um, that, that are maybe in another state that, that aren't in your day-to-day -day, that can call you out on some of this stuff. Now, let me give you some scripture just to show you that it's important to have a growth team for sure. So Proverbs 1.5 is a good one. It says, let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. Yeah. You need guidance. Yeah. You need guidance. If you're trying to go to a place that you've never been before, 
you need to have the help of someone that has been where you're trying to go. It makes sense? Now, God can give you wisdom. God can give you supernatural wisdom. But the Bible also says in Proverbs 15, 22, it says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Now, everyone repeat this after me because I don't want you going to sleep. So say, many advisors, many advisors bring, success. bring success. So you need a growth team. You need people, and it's probably not the same person for every area you're trying to grow in. You'll need specific people to help you grow in specific areas as the year goes. So you need a solid growth team. So let me go back through this and show you my growth team for these areas. And uh, let you know, this is, this is stuff that I do. Okay, so uh, for personal stuff, for personal stuff. So here's my goals. There's my plan, all right? But this guy named Leo is going to hold me accountable to my plan. So Leo is a fitness health guy who does a lot of coaching. I'm not a client of his, but he's a buddy of mine. So he's going to touch base with me every couple of weeks just to say, hey, how you doing? All right, how many steps are you getting? How many days a week are you doing it? You know, just to call me out and motivate me if I need it. If I'm struggling with motivation, I'm going to reach out to him, and he's going to, he's going to get the wind to the cells that I need to make this happen. So, so that's personal. Um, for family stuff, all right, so I'm wanting to protect time with a wife and kids, so I figured my wife Kelly is a great person to bring in on the growth team. Uh, she's going to make sure that date night is happening, I guarantee you. Um, she has no problem with encouraging me to spend more time with the children, and that's a good thing. I, that's not tongue-in-cheek. She's great for that. That's why she's on the list. So she's going to help me, and then this guy named Mark Brewer, who's an old mentor of mine, he's got permission to ask me just deep questions, man. How, how are things going with the kids? Cool. When's the last time you had a meaningful conversation with your daughter? What did you talk about? When was the last time you sat down with your wife and your children and you opened up the Bible and you taught them from the Word of God? Well, yeah, deep, I mean, just to-the-point questions, they've got permission to get down to it with me, to hold me accountable with this stuff, because I know if I don't have it, I'm going to be more likely to go on out there. Um, so as a leader, I want to grow as a leader, and this gets a little bit different, um, becoming a level five leader, and going back to school, doing the, the podcast, that's what I'm going to be focusing on the first 90 days. Um, I've got to find somebody who's at a higher level than me if I want to get where I'm trying to go. And so I picked these two guys that are out of state. They're pastors of different churches, one in New Mexico, one in North Carolina. And they're going to keep me on track with that. I'm going to pick their brain. They're going to show me the next steps. They're going to show me how to avoid. They're, they're going to be priceless to me as I continue to grow as a leader. So as we're going through this before your eyes get all glassy, because I know I'm talking about me, who can help you? Who can help you accomplish what God is putting on your heart for this season of life? So who is it that can help hold you accountable? Who is it that can encourage you? Who is it that is where you want to be that can help you get there, 
These are the people you need to bring into your life as part of your growth team. All of these people, like Mike Santiago, dude, I didn't know him from a spot on the wall out in the lobby. I started texting him, built a relationship. I went after him to bring him into my life so that I could become better. Who is it that you need to go after? You know what I'm saying? Think outside of the box. Who can you bring in to help you get there? And then the last one is man of God. Um, got the goal. I've got the plan. I put my wife Kelly on there, and I put Corey on there. He's a great guy that's become a pretty good buddy of mine, and he, I just give him permission to just ask me, how you doing? How's your prayer life? What's God speaking to you? What are you struggling with right now? So I get to tell him, I get to tell my wife, look, so here's the deal. Here's where the enemy's trying to attack me, be praying for this, hold me accountable on this. You know what I'm saying? Swing me in the right direction. So these people help keep me on track. You know that scripture about the whole um, accord of three strands is not easily, you need people in your life to do this. Now we're trained to be tough and do it on our own. And you do need to be tough. And there are some things that you can only do by yourself. Only you can choose to do this stuff. But you need people around you scripturally to point you in the right direction. I don't know how it works in your world, but sometimes I need a foot on, on, my, on my rear end to motivate me to do stuff sometimes. You know? And, and so we all need that motivation. We all need that motivation. Why do you do this? I want to give you something practical to begin putting together this season of growth in your life. So probably you've already written down at least one area. You started figuring out some kind of goal. Um, you begin to put down some kind of plan. But when you start talking about a growth team, maybe that becomes a little complicated. So this is going to be something that you're going to probably work on today, this week, I would encourage you, this week, fill this out, sit, just sit down in your quiet time, maybe, maybe you just skip Netflix tonight, sit down in your quiet time and just say, you know what, Lord, where do you want me to grow this year, what do you want me to do, and who do you have that can help me get where you're trying to get me? And I believe the Lord will show you. <clears throat> this is what I know. Whether you are 14 years old and think you've got a million years left in your life, or if you're in your 50s to 60s or older, and you're looking back and you're saying, wow, I may have more years behind me than I do ahead of me. This principle is still true that we all are operating with a limited amount of time to do what God has called us to do with the gifts and the talents that he's given us. And I don't want to waste the life that I have. And I know not everybody's wired like me, but, but deep inside somewhere, it, is there not something that, that, that is just screaming inside of you that you want to accomplish? Amen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, we buy into, uh, 
we, we buy into the lie so many times. I just, going through the Christmas season, I was, I was looking at my kids and just the life in their eyes and the excitement over the presents and, and just the whole season and just the enjoyment of it all. You know, it's just, I was just like, man, I'd never want to lose that excitement about life. I never want to lose the excitement of, of what I can do to grow and improve, to be more accomplished, to accomplish more for the kingdom of God. I, I don't want to be satisfied with being the father that I am today or the husband that I am today. You know, it just, we were all, we all had these dreams that uh, going through elementary school, grade school, high school, these dreams at one point. And they probably, looking back, they might have been crazy. So like one, one guy's son came to him one night and said, Dad, I decided what I want to be. And he said, what do you want to be, son? He goes, I want to be an engineer or a ninja. <laughs> one of the two, you know, there's no no. No perspective at all, you know. But like, what happened in life that put the lid on us to keep us from dreaming crazy dreams? What is it in life that happened to, to make this delight dim a little bit in our eyes and for us to become satisfied with where we are because we've been there, done that before, and it didn't work out and we tried to change, but then life happened and instead... And, and if that's your mindset, I, I challenge you with this, and I would, I, would, I would say flip your perspective on this. This is what I promise everybody in here as we take steps to grow closer to God and grow who, into who he's called us to be. I guarantee you there's going to be stuff that happens in life because you've got a devil out there that is scared to death of who you could become in Jesus. And he's going to do everything he can to keep you where you are. Listen, this is what I do now. And this is going to sound so warped and so messed up. But when I'm trying to please God and stuff goes wrong, I get excited. Like some people look for the heavens to part and the angels to come down and say, You are on the right path, my son, my good and faithful servant. Keep doing it. Maybe sometimes that happens, but this is what I know the Bible says, though, mo most often we're shaped by adversity and challenges, and the enemy attacks to keep us where we are. So when I see stuff going wrong, I get excited because I say, oh, maybe I am on the, wrong, the, the right path. Maybe I am doing what I need to be doing. Maybe I'm a bigger threat than I thought I was. Because if I wasn't, why would the enemy be hitting me so hard? Why would he be trying to psych me out and get me to think that I'm something that I'm not? Why would there be so much friction all of a sudden in these relationships? Why would I be hitting hardship after hardship? As soon as I make that decision, all of this stuff starts to happen. I see all of that, and I begin to get excited. Has anybody seen that happen in your life? You know what I'm saying? As soon as, soon as you choose, here it comes. Don't retreat. Okay? This is why we need a growth team to help us out.
in those seasons when the enemy comes in and tries to... Is this speaking to anybody today, by the way? I, you, you don't do services like this. This is a Wednesday night discipleship group kind of thing, or this is that invite certain people into the room and talk about this kind of stuff, certain things. You don't do this at church. I told pastor buddies of mine, we're going to do this again this year in church, and they're like, why? Like 20, 20 people out of the whole group are going to do anything. I was like, no, you don't know my church. You don't know the people that God is bringing into here. We don't think here. We think here. We're trying to figure out what the next step is. And, and so here's what I want to do. I want to make sure that we're setting you up with the best growth team possible. Okay? Um, plans are great. Growth team is important. So, not a show of hands, but just if, if this year you are planning to make changes financially in your household maybe you've got debt that you're trying to pay down okay maybe you're having trouble figuring out a budget strategy uh, maybe you're, you're having trouble figuring out how to get money and savings because stuff keeps coming up maybe you you have extra money and you're trying to figure out what the best course of action is for investment and retirement planning um, what we're going to do is this. I'm going to bring in a financial advisor to the church. Um, early February, he's going to come in. He'll do the service, give us some practical advice from the Bible on our finances. And then what he's going to do is set up free consultations with anybody in the church that wants to meet with him. Let me say that again. Free consultations with a financial advisor and he'll make his whole team available for us as a church so that we can get a financial game plan together to help you out if that's your goal. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, so that's what we want to do. Second thing is this, and this is, a, I'd say, <clears throat> just as if not more important. So growing is one thing. Growing as a team is, is an, uh, growing with a team is, is something else, but growing together as a church, that's a whole other level, right? So this is what I want to do. As you're writing names down on this growth team, uh, for financial stuff, if that's you, um, go ahead and write down the name Rob. Rob's the guy who's going to be coming in to talk to us in February. And uh, he's a great guy, full of wisdom. He runs Integrity Financial Solutions. And uh, they're just great, and they're willing to, to help everybody out uh, for free that, that wants help financially figuring stuff out. Um, it's a great resource. I'm telling you, don't miss out on that. Um, second thing I want to do is this. Listen, put, put me down. Put me down on any of those areas you're wanting to grow in. I want to be on your growth team. I want to help you grow this year. Here's how we're going to do it. Now, this may not be for everybody, but if you're serious about becoming more in this season, if you're serious about becoming a, a stronger man or woman of God, a, a better wife or husband, if you're serious about being a better student this year or a better athlete this year, if you're, if you're serious about the growth, we want to help you get there. So... I want to throw out a 90-day challenge for us as a church. I know this may not be for everybody, and, and if you choose not to do this, then, then that's fine. You know, 
Odds are, though, you might find yourself in the same situation, in the same place, with the same struggles and the same issues, trying to set the same goals this time next year. What I'm saying is, maybe if we come together, maybe if we come together, we put ourselves in a better position to be more this time next year. You know what I mean? So that's all I'm saying. So this is what I want to do. Put this out here. Next Sunday. So it's next Sunday. After service. Which, by the way, we've got a vow renewal that's taking place in, in service next week. It's going to be awesome. So next Sunday, after service, we dismiss everyone who's wanting to be a part of this 90-day challenge. Stay after church. We're going to sit right here, and I'm going to walk through a little bit more in-depth strategy and teaching, okay? And I'm going to lay out just, just some, some solid, more than, more than personal growth, some spiritual growth challenges. Because personal growth is important, all right? But I have found that if I become more like Jesus and focus less on becoming a better version of me, the better version of me takes care of itself because I'm becoming more like Jesus. So what I want to do as a pastor is come alongside you and walk you through a 90-day challenge, and we'll go through this together. We'll touch base occasionally, and we'll, we'll, I'll give you more details next Sunday, okay? So next Sunday, stay after service. You won't be committing to anything. I'm going to pitch the vision of what we want to do over the next 30 or the next 90 days, starting with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'm excited about that. All that begins next week. So we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll begin to game plan, and you'll walk out of here, all right, with, you'll walk out of here set up to become, you'll walk out of here set up to be successful in this thing, okay? I want to do that. Um, not that that means it's extra special or anything. I, just, I, I hate it when people are like, I'll help you do it. I'll bring some magic to this. You know, I just, no, it's just but I'll, I'll jump in and I'll grow with you. What do you say we grow together? You know what I'm saying? We say we grow together. So pray about that. Think about that. Work on your growth plans. Figure out those goals. Figure out who can help you. And then pray and consider jumping in on a 90-day challenge with your church as we begin this year to become closer to God than we've ever been before. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Let's give God praise in the house this morning. Let me pray over you one more time, and then Rachel's going to come and walk us through all the announcements and fun stuff. Father, thank you for the truth of your word, for this practical message. Lord, help us to apply this. Speak to us. Lord, we don't just want good ideas. We want your plan for our lives. And for those that are listening today that are taking this serious, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would begin to speak to them. Lord, that you would bring back to life those dreams that they put on those shelves. Lord, that you stir the spirits of the people in this church like never before. That complacency and and the average mindset, even a poverty mentality on life, Lord, that that goes away and our eyes open up fresh and new to see the possibilities, to see the reality, to see the opportunity, Lord, 
to become everything you've called us to be. I know there's callings in this room that are yet to be realized because life has happened. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you reaffirm those callings today. Lord, that the passion ignites and hearts again. Lord, that even people that have been beaten down by so much hurt and disappointment. Father, we look to you. And we say now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Father, we put our dreams at your feet. We put our goals at your feet. You have a way of taking something that looks like a one and turning it into a hundred. Lord, take these things that we give to you in the beginning of this year. Father, and grow us in ways. We can't control what happens, but we can control how we respond. We can control how we grow. Grow us into who you called us to be so that we can make the most of the time that we have. We give you glory and we give you praise for an awesome season of growth in Jesus' powerful name. Amen, amen, and amen. Give him praise in the house.